I kind of thought that we should like break the ice with each other, like mm. when we first start, because it's so awkward. So I, I've come up with some things the next couple of weeks that I think will be cool to do together. Anyway, so I was reading through scripture and this question just popped up in my head. Uh-oh. I was it, like, it, it dinged upon you. <laughs> <laughs> Got to throw that in there. It just, I just had this ding moment where I was like, I want to start the show with this. Mm. Outside of Samson and Jesus, if you had to pick two characters of the Bible to fight and battle with you, who would they be? Ooh. Well, Jesus is a pacifist, though. That's true. But he's God. Well, in so. Revelation, he's pretty brutal. Mm. He's got the sword coming out of his mouth, which is. Yeah, it's serious. It's pretty intense, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to pick Ehud. What is that out of left field? Who, what is that? Ooh, left field. That's like a double entendre. Ehud in Judges. Oh, I haven't read Judges. <laughs> <laughs> Remind us who Ehud is. Ehud is the left-handed judge, and uh, he's the guy who pulls out the dagger from his his thigh. Shout out to all the thighs out there. He's the guy who pulls out the dagger from his... No, okay, it's not in his thigh. <laughs> it's like... Uh, I want the guy that fights in battle with the sword in his thigh. <laughs> it's like strapped to his thigh. But okay. since he's like a left-handed guy, they don't check the right side because left-handed people were so uncommon back then. <laughs> this isn't ringing any bells. Okay. Well, and it's so just it, like the, the bear story from Kings I had to look up. I never heard. Right. Yeah, so... The the climax of the Ehud story is that he shoves the dagger into the king's stomach and the king is like obese and it says like the fat encloses around his dagger. Yeah, so Ehud. Oh, and it, it also says that he poops. Like poop comes out of his his stomach or whatever. Dude, it's too early to, for me to hit that, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tuntus, the driving cat. Mm, yeah, definitely. You think that's in Judges? Yeah, judges Ehud. I've Ehud. Heard that. All right, that's definitely on topic. That's not Tuntus. You asked who the I wanted. The fact that you said he pooped. Yeah, the king pooped. Not Ehud. The king, like he what didn't did, poop. Isn't that just <laughs> that happens when you die? You poop. Yeah, you defecate. Uh, let's talk know. about that because all the the, <laughs> like, the pressure releases went from your body. Well, I guess it's because of like where he stabbed him. It was around like this where the poop, poop is formed. <laughs> In your body, right. and it like I think gushed right. out. <laughs> Ehud, that's enough of that. So Ehud's my guy. That's the point of the story. All right, Tunes. He be making dudes poop. Who's, who's <laughs> <laughs> be making dudes poop whenever he's in battle. <laughs> oh man! All right, who's your second one? I gotta come up with two. Yeah, two people. All right, Mike. Who's your first one? <laughs> uh, maybe Jacob. Oh, he knows how to wrestle. Mm. But it's in the Bible not to wrestle your neighbor. So uh, you got to think about that. It's probably in the Bible not to murder too. Go to you some got books. the guy that <laughs> takes a sword out of his thigh. I choose Ehud. Number one, number two, is probably nobody. Nobody. Maybe the archangel Michael. Okay. okay. Uh, give me. So let's let's. I mean, just a bounce from that, which is not even from that. I want to give a plug to our latest blog. For Weird Verse Wednesday. Ooh. Because I'm so surprised Ryan didn't pick Elijah. Go ahead. Clap for us. Go ahead. There you go. Because <laughs> oh, so he's got surprised. the animals on his side. Dude, I'm so surprised you did uh, not pick Elijah. Our latest blog was on Elijah. I didn't even think about that. I would totally have picked Elijah mm. because 42 bears. 42 bears? I mean, whoa, two she bears? <laughs> 42 kids. <laughs> Well, oh. we'll hit that next week wait for Weird Verse Wednesday. Oh, wait a minute. No, no. Nick's I'll encourage got, yeah. our listeners to go on for next Wednesday. Uh, Nick's got a It's going to be my side. Um, Ryan's Ryan's blog was posted this week. Right. Um, yeah, so I totally want the bears on my side. Mm. Anybody else have a second choice? No. G- uh, give me a, a priest from the tabernacle because they're like experts at Killing stuff, dude. I would pick Noah. That's if true. If he could build an ark at six hundred years old, I kind of want him to fight with me. Right. I you, so you th- think building exactly the same? Yeah. Skills. <laughs> building is like equivalent to yeah. He can whack people with that oak, you know. Boop. No.
<laughs> what are we talking about? What are we talking about? You can whack him with that oak. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> oh my god, dude. Anyways. Breaking news on Bible Dingers News Network. <laughs> Guys, you know how we start. We start with that fake news or real news. Mm. Oh, oh, that was intense. All right, guys, fake news or <coughs> real news? God wrongfully impregnated teenage Virgin Mary without consent, says Minnesota <laughs> professor. Real news that's, that's or so, fake news? You want me to tell you if that actually happened or not? That's so 2018, the headline. Yeah, that is. And it also sounds like The Onion. I'm a millennial wrote that probably. <laughs> that's Babylon B right there. I guarantee it. Oh, the Onion has a lot of articles on God. Does it? I think it's The Onion. The Onion's fake news? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely Babylon B. That's fake more, news. It, it's the more famous mainstream Babylon B. Yeah, it's fake news. What? That happened? This is, oh, that is such so 2018. a real headline. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into it because it's such garbage, but wow, it is a real headline. Oh, he's totally, so, totally he's real. He's so brave for saying that. So if you're curious, <laughs> if our listeners are curious and they want to know what this article is about, Google God wrongfully impregnated teenage Virgin Mary Oof. without consent. Completely ridiculous. That's interesting. I thought so too. I'm like, I'm definitely gonna get these guys with this one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That definitely sounds like Babylon B. We keep plugging them. I feel like we should get paid. Definitely. I love Babylon B, man. Yeah, me too. They're great. Um, I have a second one for you. Eh, save it for later. All right. First. Yeah. Hey. You know why I'm playing this? Turn that up. You know why I'm playing this? You know who this is? I do not let us in there. She got a heart that's so pure. Better hold nothing. You know who this is? Better hold nothing. I don't. Turn it up. Turn it up. Nothing occurs. My shorty bad like she care. Ooh, I told her look in the mirror. Woo! Nah, I do not let us in there. Nah, she got a heart that's so pure. You know who that is? I don't. Who is that? That's who you're seeing on March 3rd, baby. Oh, that's no big deal. Yeah, no nice. big deal. Shout, Shout out, out to, to no, no big, big deal. deal. Hey, we're going to go see him on March 3rd. You guys don't have your tickets. Solar Power Tour. We got uh, No Big Deal, 1K Few, and Byron Juan coming to Brooklyn on March 3rd. We're going to be there. Bible Dingers are going to be there. So if you guys want to come out, hang out with us. Yeah, I was thinking about getting some gear to rep the Bible Dingers. Oh, I thought you meant All like buying some No Big Deal gear. Yeah. Bible thing is bigger. Ripping you think so? Deal. Totally. That's yeah, true. Just think about getting some gear, man. No big deal. Pay us for that drop. Well, anyway, board. just to be clear, I'm Nick. I'm here with Ryan and Mark. Hey, and this is, what, the fourth episode? Episode number four. Episode number four. What are we talking about today? We're talking about the very first book of the Bible. Contents. Exodus. Oh. Wait. No, we're talking about Revelation. Genesis. Because okay. it's, you know... That's the first book. Genesis. Oh, if, if We're talking about Genesis. <laughs> if you're Japanese, you read it. What, right yeah, right to left. Hebrew yeah, that's too, true. but the New Testament's in Greek, so mm. I guess it would be Yeah, Malachi. but we're not in the New Testament. All right, so Malachi. We'll start with Malachi then. Okay, okay but we're actually in Genesis. Well, yeah, though. yeah. So hit anyway, us with the... Uh, Genesis. Nick last week talked about the um, kind of the controversy over the writing of the Pentateuch, whether it was actually Moses or not. So that kind of applies to today. Nick, do you want to totally, hit on totally. what JEDP is? So um, the big question is who wrote it? We talked about it a little bit last week. This week, let's brush up on that information. The common belief is that Moses wrote it because we see it throughout Scripture that Moses wrote it. But there is another um, belief, and that is the multiple writer theory or JEDP. Um, a brief overview is that uh, the J refers to people who refer to God as Yahweh. The E refers to people who refer to God as Elohim. The P is the priestly writers. Mm -hmm. And the D is the Deuteronomist. The right. priestly writers wrote everything else that the Deuteronomist did not write. Mm -hmm. um, anything you want to add to that? 
No, it uh, pretty much sums it up. Yeah, so... So depending on the view that you have of the Bible, that's how you can pick a side. If you believe that God's holy word is 100% inerrant, which is without error. Did I say that right or did I sound yeah, too broken? Yeah, that's Brooklyn? what you said, error. Without error, error, error. error, error. error, error. Um, if you believe that God's holy word is without error, then you would take that Moses wrote it as 100% truth because Jesus said it. Right. So Genesis is not the original name of the first book of the Bible. <laughs> I know. Hold on to your seats. Uh, so originally, books were named by the first few words. You see that all throughout the Pentateuch. Hmm. So the original name of Genesis was? In the beginning. In the beginning. So there's some speculation on where the word Genesis came from. We don't really know. Some people say it means beginnings. Uh, we kind of made Genesis to mean that because it's the name of the first book of the Bible. Mm. So we kind of made the definition origins or beginnings or whatever. Um, but it's believed that the original meaning stems from a word that either means account or generations. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. That's all the generations from Adam to Abraham, right? I mean, Joseph. We, Joseph, jo- right. Jo- I think jo- we should just uh, talk about that for a minute, how those three words are used as foundational for, for Christian beliefs. In the beginning, can be used to refute like any other belief that there is. Um, what do you mean? Like it just proves God right there. Because if, you, if people wonder, was God there? Was God created? What did God do? In the beginning, God. Mm. So right there, the the Bible starts proving God's existence. Right. And and the Bible doesn't have to prove God's existence. Or, it assumes if, God's uh, existence. Yeah, I don't know if prove is the right word. Right it just there. starts with God. It, it just starts makes with God, God the central focus of, of the beginning the of yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So everything it, we, we know and everything we, we live, it starts from those four words right in the beginning. Right. And the beginning of John is also commonly used to talk about the beginning of the world right and how jesus was a part of that Mm -hmm. okay so we're gonna go over genesis kind of from the beginning to end kind of give you guys a brief survey of the whole book it goes from um the beginning of time to the beginning of israel's settling in egypt so it's it starts with creation and ends with joseph okay there's chapters 1 through 11 which is the beginning of the world and then there's chapters 12, chapters 12 through 50 is the beginning of the nation of Israel. So, chapter 1, verse 1, the origin of the earth. I know Nick's been reading all about this. There's six views that talk about um, how the earth could have possibly been created to try and, to try and uh, reconcile the differences, I guess you could say, between... 2018 scientists, mainstream science, and what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. There's the historic creationism view, the young earth creationism view. There's the gap theory. There's the literary framework view. There's the day age view. And there's theistic evolution. And we're going to go one by one to talk about um, what these views are on how God created the world. Historic creationism is... um, it basically says that there's an undisclosed amount of time during verses 1 and 2 where it says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and empty. Um, and then after what could be billions of years from verse 1 and 2 to verse 3, there was a literal six days of kind of preparing the world hmm. for, for mankind. Oh, I never heard that. Let's just be clear to our listeners. Um, we're not going to pick a side. We're presenting the sides. We all have our own beliefs. Feel free to email us or reach out on social media if you want to know what we believe. But right now we're just walking through all the different beliefs of how the earth originated. Right. And we're actually going to hit on these even more next week when we talk about creation versus evolution. Not versus. They can they can go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to hit creation in a, in a full episode next week. We're just going to kind of knock out what what the views are right now so that was historic creationism the second one is young earth creationism and they would say that the earth is only either six thousand or ten thousand years old 
And the defense for that is that God made earth with the appearance of age. Uh, like he didn't put Adam on earth as a one day old infant. He didn't create trees by putting seeds in the ground, stuff like that. Yeah. For, for those of you that don't know, there's two ways to view the earth, old earth versus new earth. Old earth means that people actually believe that the earth is billions and billions and billions of years old. Right. And young earth is what Ryan just explained. Yeah. Either 6,000 or 10,000. And that's based on the genealogies that you see throughout the Bible. Uh, and there's two views on the genealogies. There's the open view of genealogies, which is where you come up with 10,000 years. And that basically tells you that genealogies don't hit every single generation. They kind of leave it open and they just hit the major people in the genealogy. So like they could skip, they could skip certain generations. They're only hitting the main characters. Does that make sense to you? Well, yeah, because there's of. so many people. You can't right. list them all. Okay. Right. So they say it's kind of open that this isn't the exact amount of time uh, in between each each generation. This is just kind of like an idea of the genealogy. The second view is that they're closed genealogies, which gives you about 6,000 years in history. And that's saying that this is in succession the exact amount of time that we've been around here. Next is the gap theory. Nick, do you want to talk about the gap theory? Sure. The the gap theory is that the first creation billions of years ago, the, and then there was a catastrophic event, um, like when Satan rebelled against God, uh, a spiritual event, they believe, and um, it caused verse 2, which is... Which is the void and formless yeah, state. Yeah, so, so mm. basically when Satan rebelled against God, the earth became null and void, which the Bible does say, but it doesn't include the other part. Um, and that state of the earth being null and void lasted however long it lasted, and then creating the appearance of age, and then God created the earth in six literal days after that happened. Uh, I have a question. Is that in Job where it says that? The Job talks about the fall of Satan. Um, the gap theory isn't necessarily in the Bible explicitly, but people can come to conclusions because of how they interpret the mm. first few verses. Mo most people mm. are trying to, to form their belief around how can God create the earth in six literal days and it appear to be so old. Right. So they try to come up with these reasonings. So sometimes they, they put some things before they actually happen to make sense of it. Um, like I said, we're not picking a side, but the gap theory believes that because Satan rebelled against God, this caused this huge event that that made the earth look destroyed and old and all right. these mm -hmm. and, and death occurred and all these things occurred to create all these fossils mm -hmm. and all the things that we see and the fossils remained. And then God recreated the earth in six literal days. Right. As we see in the Bible. I personally think that's stretching a bit. But well, like I said, we're not yeah, picking yeah. aside as of yet. We do believe what <laughs> well, the Mark Bible is. says. You're not. How could you yeah. say that, Nick? <laughs> Mark is. Shout out to Mark for being unbiased whenever we're doing it. Yeah, totally. Okay, next is the literary framework view. Um and that is the view that the days in Genesis are metaphoric. They're uh, they're kind of like topical, so like uh, seasons, kind of, but not not even necessarily sequential. So it doesn't mean that the, it happened in this order. You like that word? Oh, that. Are you doing? Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it happened in order. It's more like viewing Genesis one as a poem, like God created this, and also God created this. And it seems like the order of it is very um, done on purpose. Kind mm. of. There's one. There's one little wrench in there, and that's that day four is where the sun and moon were created. The first three days there was morning and evening, but the sun wasn't created till day four. Light can exist without the sun, no. Mm. God is. We're gonna start light. talking oh, yeah. about lichens now. God, God is. Light. God was the light. <laughs> Oof. Anyways, Oof. so that's uh, that's the literary framework view. Shout out to you guys for not being biased again. The next view is day-age view, and that's kind of like saying that uh, each day described is actually an age. So, like, you have the different 
errors. Ever, ever, ever. Errors. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> so we have the different errors, and uh, each day that's described in Genesis is just a, an error. So lastly, there's theistic evolution, which is more kind of like deism, I would say. And it says that God kicked off the creation of the world. So he basically set the Big Bang into motion. Oh, and just left it alone. Right, and allowed evolution to happen. So those are the six, I would say, major views of creation and kind of trying to make the Bible and 2018 science hold hands. Wait, was there a view that just took it literally? Yeah, that's young earth creationism. And also historic creationism and also gap theory. Like... Oh, they all believe in they the all six believe days in were. six days, literal twenty-four okay. hour right. days. Yeah, so there's three of those that believe that there was a literal creation in six days. The other three kind of say, well, you know, it might have been longer. It's more poetic, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, so they forth. believe that twenty-four hour days don't exist to God. Yeah, right. So now we know what the origin of the earth is, and like I started, um, mo- mo- a lot of people view Genesis as the book of origins. Because we we see that all the things that we know have been started from this book without question. Um, the The Bible gives us an order of how things were created. We're going to dive into that at a, in, in another episode. Um, but we're going to talk about the main points now. I think the, the next main point that we should talk about is the origin of man. Wait, um, is that pretty important? How? I don't uh, even know. Uh, I mean... Yeah, we're going to gloss over this real quick, but yeah. yeah. You know, like, God created man, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's no big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. No big deal at all. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. shout out, no big deal. No big deal. How you oh, doing? doing? Hey. How you doing? See you on March 3rd, baby. Pay me for that hey. plug. Hey. All right, so the origin of man. I, I want to talk about this because doing my research. I don't. Yeah, let's move on. Houdini. <laughs> <laughs> where that topic, that topic go? <laughs> All anyway, right. I want to talk about. Why do you want to talk bit. about? Why do you want to talk about our the creation? Origin of man? Yeah. Why not the origin of women? Oh, that's a good point. Oh, why has it got to yeah. be a man always? Shout out to Mark for pointing out Nick's sexism. Disgusting. I don't. E- I don't even know how to respond right now. <laughs> mm, you should just respond with that horrifying cough. <laughs> anyway, I want to talk about the origin of man. <laughs> So I want to talk about the origin of man because in my research, I realized that it's, it's a hot topic. Um, when people are reading through Genesis, they get, into, they get to Genesis 1 and 2, and they think there's a... Uh, Conf- conflicting account. Yeah. So they get to Genesis 1 and 2, and they think there's a contradiction in Scripture. That Genesis 1 is talking about one creation account of man, and then Genesis 2 is talking about a, a complete different account of how men were created and women and women <laughs> and Nick. women man is just a universal <laughs> word that describes all human beings mm. come on it's 2018 okay. <laughs> okay okay how you doing all right right but what so it's not a contradiction correct yes it's totally not a contradiction um so genesis 2 expounds on the topic of how men were created genesis 2 focuses more on the creation of human beings. Mm, there you go. <laughs> Genesis 1 Thank just you. touches on it a little bit. Um, and then Genesis 2 gives you the in detail of what happened and how men were created and all that good stuff. There is no contradiction. Let's just be clear. There is no two accounts of creation. Right. We typically don't pick a, a, a side on this show, but it's we will here. It's, text, it's, just, yeah. it's just straightforward. We take the Bible for what it is. We believe it's inerrant. Without error, error, error. How you doing? Without error, without error. How you doing? So, if the Bible says that there's no, you know, we, we believe that the Bible doesn't have any contradictions in it, we cannot believe in two separate creation accounts. Mm. So Genesis two just backtracks a little bit and goes into depth about man's about creation. man's creation, about humans' Human. creation, because we have to be so. <sighs> politically correct nick <laughs> come on guys oh nick nobody got offended Every, anyway so everybody got offended all right everybody all right everybody how you doing all right how so you doing everybody after genesis 2 we have genesis 3 through 5 which is the fall of man 
And an important verse I want to highlight here is Genesis 3, verse 15. And that is what they call the Proto-Evangelium. How you doing? And when I say they, I mean anybody. Oof. You guys could start saying it if you want now. That's that you Evangelion. Evan. So we're talking about the uh, fall of they? could be Gellium. Is that what we're saying Gif- right now? Gif- you think it's Gellium or Gellium? <laughs> Gellium like doesn't sound right. I like Gellium. Oh. You think it's Proto-Evangelium? Jelly, jelly. That- <laughs> it's definitely not Gellium. <laughs> I, it's, say, it's, uh, I say Gif instead I say of Gif. GIF. I say GIF. It's proto peanut butter and jellyum. Hey. No. Okay. What does that mean? <laughs> the proto evangelium is the first messianic prophecy in the Old Testament. Oh. Ooh. And that's when he's talking about um, you will bruise his heel and he will bruise your head, mm-hmm. and um, they say um, it's pointing to the crucifixion of Christ that Satan. Yeah, he got Christ crucified, and Satan felt like it was a victory. But in the end, Jesus got the victory because he saved our souls. Amen. Yep. That'll preach. We talk about the fall of man. Of course, we have to bring up our Savior. The fall of women. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. Come on, guys. You know what I mean. Get out of here with that. Wait. Um, should we talk about the doctrine of original sin? <laughs> oh, isn't you want to do another episode? Talk about that, actually. No? <laughs> yeah, that you you want to start up. another episode? Anyways, so chapters three to five you, is <laughs> the fall of man and woman. Uh, after you. that, you get Genesis chapter six through nine. This is controversial. <laughs> it is, and this is also something I don't want to talk about today. It didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to hit us with the it didn't happen? <laughs> Listen. Nick, he I, is not a man of God. Oh, Nick, I think hey, you should talk about I'm it. I'm only representing the skeptic. Ooh. So before we get into the flood, I, I just want to bring up a, 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 another point because, again, doing my research, I see a lot of memes out there mm. that talk about Cain and Abel, talk about Adam and Eve's kids. Wait, how, wait. I'm going to stop you right there. You said doing your research, you've seen a lot of memes out there. Yeah, what's your research? <laughs> what are you researching? I researched a lot of memes, okay? <laughs> Where are you researching? <laughs> no, there, uh, there's, there's so all right. a real scholar over here. <laughs> Biblememes.gov. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're no, scaring not me. Not .gov, dot, yeah. dot .edu. There you go. Biblememes.edu because, you know. Anyway, no, no, no. I see, a lot of, I see a lot of people that have a misconception that the whole earth was created by two men, Cain and Abel. They're like, how can the whole earth be created if Adam and Eve just had Cain and Abel? Uh, I First off, I want to touch on who Cain and Abel is, and then we can we can just clarify that that misconception. Um, Cain and Abel were were Adam and Eve's sons. Right. Um, Cain killed Abel because he got jealous because he was a righteous man. Abel was a righteous man. Um, we could just say that. Wait, why? Wait, why was he righteous? Because the Bible says he's righteous. Okay, it's because Abel brought animals to God to sacrifice, and Cain brought like fruit and corn mm. to God to sacrifice, and God said, "Get the corn out of my face!" Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, baby! No, 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 no. That's why I want to talk about Cain so, and Abel so today. Let's baby. talk about because he just wanted to use that sound drop. God I said. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I want to talk about Cain and Abel because when my first glance at Cain and Abel was, dang, I feel bad for Cain. Right. I feel really bad for Cain. Right. Because he got uh, that face tag. Abel, Abel was a shepherd, so he had animals like at his disposable, at his disposable, his disposal. Cain <laughs> um, was a farmer, so he had a bunch of food. So they like. You know, they offered to God what they had. Mm. So initially when I'm reading through the story, I'm like, wait a minute. I feel bad. Why is God being so like unjust? And then I'm reminded that the scripture tells us there's no such thing as God being unjust. And then in order to understand this story fully and any other story in Genesis, you have to you have to read the whole Bible. You can't just read it one story and come up to to these assumptions. If you look in Hebrews, I believe in Mark and Luke, right? It clarifies, I can't give you exact verses, but it clarifies that, that first off, it was a complete murder. That Cain wasn't justified at all. It was a complete murder. It wasn't a half murder. It was murder. one of those half murders. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it was a murder. 
Um, and then it also talks about how Abel was a righteous man. He had a he had a heart for God. He wanted to do things right. And and first off, even reading through Genesis, if you come up to that assumption, wait a minute, Cain was right, Abel was wrong, or whatever. Look at the response that that Cain had to God when God was like, "Where's your brother?" And he was like, "I don't know. Do I look like my brother's keeper?" First of all, anyone to talk to God like that mm. deserves whatever ramifications that they get. Mm. Anyway, he's a sassy teenager. Yeah, yeah, super sassy. You kill your brother, and then God, be, being the creator that knows everything, asks you, as like like you ask your kids, "Who did that?" N- no, knowing that they did it. God knew that he did it. Yeah. Mm. But you know, you 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 want you want a response of repentance. You want a response of, "Oh, I'm so sorry." But he was like, "Do I look like my brother's keeper?" Mm. Anyway, it's that mentality that people had, the non-repentant mentality that caused the next talking point, and that's the flood. Mm. Yeah, so uh Genesis 6 through 9 talks about the flood, and uh we're going to speed it up a little bit. That's uh in the beginning in the beginning god created the flood <laughs> <laughs> and everybody died okay so uh yeah so after Cain and Abel comes a flood and that's where mankind was sinful god destroyed the world in a flood except for noah and his family and after noah landed there was something we call the noahic covenant and that no is no way w- <laughs> oh yes way no oh yahweh noahic so anyways, yeah, so there's the Noahic Covenant, and that's where God says he will never again flood the earth, and that is where we get our first rainbow. Oof. Oh. How you doing? Now, our first ancestor that we all have in common, I guess you could say, would be Noah's sons, or Noah himself. Mm. Yeah, our first ancestor- Is Ham. You could say is not Ham. <laughs> it's Noah. <laughs> Because we all stem from Noah in oh, one way, shape, or I form. I just like Ham. There's a weird verse about Ham, right? Where like he sees Noah naked. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's not hit on that today. Okay. Hashtag weird verse Wednesday. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. Anyways, so we all stem from Noah, and I have a little chart here that I want to go over. Um, and it basically talks about the origins of all the different peop- people groups and how they stem from Noah. Um, the Bible tells you who all of... Noah's grandchildren are and that's kind of where you start to see the uh, divisions of the world so Noah had three sons that were on the ark with him there was Japheth Japheth. there's ham good old ham (laughs) and cheese (laughs) and cheese (laughs) there's Japheth there's ham and there's Shem Japheth ham and Shem so each of these three had sons of their own and daughters. They but they all had sons of their own How you doing? that you kind of see the origins of a lot of people groups come from these guys. So I'm gonna go down the list. Japheth had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven sons. He had Gomer, which is a great name, mm. Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshach. <laughs> I tried to gloss Jinx over it. that one. Oh. Drive a car. <laughs> Don't just look out! <laughs> you think I should have said tumble? <laughs> okay. Well, so yeah, Gomer. In 2000 years, someone's going to read your name and crack up. <laughs> Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> okay. No, that's totally different. Than Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh man, we gotta stay on track here. Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tabal, Tabal, Mishek, and Tiras. <laughs> so here's here's um the people groups that come from those seven. So Gomer is kind of the father of the Sumerians, um, not the Sumerians, the S U M. The Cimmerians, C-I-M, mm. and they settled north of the Black Sea. Magog is the father of the Scythians. They settled north of the Caspian Sea, and they're probably the the origin of the Mongols and the Far East. This is that that's um the most likely ancestor of the people of the Far East. Then comes 
Madai or Madai, and he's the father of the Medes. They settled south of the Caspian Sea. Javin is the father of the Greeks who settled in, guess where? Uh, America. (laughs) Southern New Jersey. They settled in Greece. (laughs) The next one. So close to Jesus. The next one is Tabal, and he is the father of the Turks, and they settled south of the Black Sea. Then there's Meshach. He's the father of the Slavs. Mm. They settled between the Black and the Caspian Sea. And then there was Tiras. He was the father of the Etruscans, and they settled west of the Black Sea. So Japheth is kind of the father of a lot of European people groups, um, and also the father of the Far East people groups. So after that, we have Ham, and he's kind of the father of a lot of African groups. His son, his sons were Cush, Mizraim, Foot, and Canaan. <laughs> I hate how people name their kids, man. How do you spell that? that was hold on, F. hold on. But it's it, no, it's not foot with a F. It's foot with a PH, son. Like fat, like fat. Yeah, yeah. I got but it's wit. foot with a PH. F O F P H O O T. It's actually P H U T. Oh, okay. Or it could be. It could, it could be, be fun. <laughs> it could be pahoot. Yeah, yeah. It could be pahoot. Foot. <laughs> so. Kush was the father of the Ethiopians and also the father of Snoop Dogg. And uh, they settled in Ethiopia. Okay, then there's Mizraim, who is the father of the Egyptians, and they settled in northeastern Africa. Then there's Foot, which was the father of the Libyans. Shout out. That's my man. He was the father of the Libyans. We they couldn't do anything in, without our foot. Uh, he settled in northern Africa. Then there was Canaan, who was the father of... The Canaanites, and they settled in the Israel area. That was a tough one. And you see that when Israel tries to come to the Promised Land, and there, there's Canaanites there. Hmm. That story. I never heard of it. It's in the Bible. What? The (laughs) last, the last son, is Shem, and he is the father of kind of the Middle Eastern group of people. He has five sons: Elam, Asher, (laughs) Arphaxad. I can't believe I'm. Oh, did you read through this chart before you? <laughs> yes. Arfixad. Yeah. Arfixad. Lud. <laughs> that what we fried eggs with or what? <laughs> and Aram. Another fun fact about Shem. That's where you get the word Semite. Oh. Shemite. Nice. Sick. Because he's the father of uh, the Jewish people as well. Oof. So Elam was the father of the Persians. And they settled northeast of the Persian Gulf. Asher was the the father of the Assyrians, and they settled between the Tigris and the Euphrates. Arphaxad was the father of the Babylonians, who settled east of Israel. Lud was the father of the Lydians, and they settled in Asia Minor, which is Turkey, and also parts of Africa. And Aram was the father of the Syrians, not the Assyrians, the Syrians. And they settled northeast of Israel. Before we move further, um, in my head, I realized that I never, I never clarified that the whole earth wasn't created by two guys, Cain and Abel. I just want to be clear, just in case people are still wondering. Okay. The Bible is very clear that Adam and Eve had other kids. I just wanted to. Oh, did you not say that? that? No, I never said. Oh, it. yeah. I guess that's probably the point of bringing yeah. that up. Yeah. Saying that. Yeah. I never said that, and I just want to clarify that. Mm. They had um, anyway, we can move on. But they had a lot of other kids. They just talk about Cain and Abel. Right. So that's the beginning. That's the first part of Genesis out of the two. There, That was the beginning of the world. And then there's the beginning of the nation of Israel. And that starts with Abraham. Before we do that. Breaking news on Bible Dingers News Network. I got you, son. Nick has the hardest time with our soundboard. <laughs> well, it just changed today. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, you're right. Hold on. Ooh, there Ooh. it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I'm really struggling with this because I have so many good headlines. Mm. I don't know which one to pick, and I try to pick ones that I know will stump you. Right. But they're just some of them. You've I never just... stumped us. Never. Not once. I didn't stump you in the beginning of the show? No. Stump so, me now. 
I, I, I pick certain headlines because I just want to cover it and I want to I want to make people know about the news. But I also pick certain ones because I want to stump you. This is one of the ones I think may or may not stump you. Okay, okay. Just I don't read know. It. Yeah. <laughs> you ready for this guy? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why do you do this? <laughs> Kill myself. Dispense. 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 That's my daughter, by the way. Keep going. Shout out to your daughter. She's not going to understand. What a she shout will. out. Shout out to your daughter. <laughs> shout out to your daughter. Archaeologists find ring worn by the man who killed Jesus. Give me a break, dude. Found ring worn by the man who killed Jesus. What does that even mean? Uh, like a Is this Roman real news or fake? What news? ring did he? What like a Roman soldier? What ring did he wear? And where do you see? That he wore that ring. <laughs> is this real news or fake news? I, Babylon B? Or? I think this Shout is another Babylon thing, B. like your Ark of the Covenant news. I think it's probably a headline, but I think it's fake news. Well, that's not fake news then. Yeah, what it's do you a mean? real it's headline. Not, okay. It's so, real to them. Okay, so it's real news in your... How do you know it's real like, news? It could be fake. I could be stumping you. See? How you doing? You're not, you're not you stumping doing? me. I, I'm telling you, that's probably a headline, but they're wrong. I'm with Ryan. You're with Ryan, so it's it's real fake news. It's correct. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dick for learning. <laughs> Dude, it said clap. It said clap. Shout out to Nick for still not knowing our soundboard. Hit <laughs> <laughs> this for the clap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, guys. So obviously we were so, right. Based you guys on your are clap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are right. Clap. Clap to you guys. <laughs> okay. So tell us about this story. So hold on. <laughs> Apparently, they found the ring worn by Pontius Pilate. Oh, okay. And this whole article is about how he killed him. But he didn't kill him, right? Yeah, he didn't kill him. Well, how he allowed the crucifixion of Christ. That's misleading. So how do, it's so it's how just do they a know play on words that he killed Christ. Pilate's ring. Um, I mean that's somewhat believable. I read it. I read it a little while ago. That changes the whole story. It's somewhat believable that they found Pilate's ring. Okay, that's not what the headline said, though. Right. Well, I was talking about like the the soldier so, who threw the spear yeah. into so his arche- side. So archaeologists yeah. have found an actual ring with his name on it at a oh, dig site okay. near Bethlehem that they say he owned during his time as governor. They I'm could, not going to get into that. Makes sense. They could have just said that. Yeah. Right. No, but it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't make you click. Yeah. I'd like to mention our first episode, our first real episode, where we pointed out that people didn't even believe Pilate existed till the 1970s. Mm. Mm. Was it that it just late? keeps coming up. Yeah. The archaeologist didn't believe. Yeah. Is it the 70s or the 90s? That's crazy. One of them. If yeah. people just research like archaeological evidence for the Bible, yeah. I've been coming up with so much stuff, yeah. including this ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, it proves Pontius Pilate's existence. That's the one ring. Anyway, we got to move on to our next topic, which well, is our next talking point. Which is which we, we is? talked about ham. Now we're talking about Abraham. Oh, that's Abraham a solid connection there. And cheese. Yeah. So um, the be- <laughs> the beginning of the nation of Israel <coughs> goes from chapters twelve to chapter fifty, which is the end of the book. That's a lot of chapters. Yeah, it's at least forty something. Wow. <laughs> no, it's actually not. It's thirty eight. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So we're we're talking about Abraham. Yeah, who was a... She might be Abraham? Who was a Shemite. Oh. Oh. By the way, Abraham was a Shemite. She might be. No? Dad joke? (laughs) No? Dad joke or dead joke? Oh. No, honest questions. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay, so anyways, Abraham was not named Abraham at first. Did you guys know that? What's his name? Abram. Abram is correct, yes. Abram is correct. Story of Abram slash Abraham goes from chapters 12 to 23. Um, It starts with God's call on Abram and his obedience. And then you see the Abrahamic covenant 
in chapter 15. This right here is probably the heaviest topic in Genesis. And I promise you, we will hit it on a future episode. However, Nick doesn't want to. Is this the division of Islam? Oh, no, but that is coming up. Hmm. That is coming up. No, the Abrahamic covenant is such a heavy topic. I think it's heavier than anything else in Genesis, even heavier than creation. Yeah, kind of what you believe about the Abrahamic covenant is kind of... It builds a foundation of how you read the Bible. Yeah, Hmm. it really does. If you see it... Well, well, we'll hit up on those two different points in another episode. I didn't know that until I went to Bible college. Like, I kind of thought the Abraham Covenant was like, whatever. Just say Abraham. Yeah, okay. yeah whatever. Yeah. But it really shapes what you believe about the Bible, about humankind even, and our our existence on yeah. the world. We will be hitting on this. Just to give you a brief preview, There's there are two camps, well, three, but just two camps I will bring up now. There's dispensationalism and there's covenant theology. The third one is New Covenant Theology. Those are the three different ways, well, really two different ways, they view the Abrahamic Covenant. Yeah, and it kind of determines how you interpret the Bible and interpret your relationship with God almost. Um, But we'll hit on that in a whole episode by Mm -hmm. itself. Um, One thing I want to point out about the Abrahamic Covenant, and thank you for that, is that the covenant was confirmed by God alone. So if you guys read... Um, the story of the covenant, it's kind of strange. And it talks about how Abram and God got together and cut apart all these animals and placed them on two sides. And you might be thinking, well, what's that all about? That was kind of a ritual back in those days where if you're, if you're, if you're making a covenant with somebody, you would cut these animals in two. And basically what you're saying is, if you break your side of the covenant, this is what can happen to you. I get to cut you in two. Mm. You know, I'm not literally, but basically, like, I can kill so you. So it's symbolic. You, right, so it's symbolic. So you would cut an animal in two, you'd put it on two sides, and you would walk through it together. And that was how you confirmed a covenant. Okay, so the story of the Abrahamic covenant goes that um, the animals were cut in two. God placed Abraham to sleep and God walked through it alone, essentially saying that there's nothing you can do to hold up your side of the covenant. This covenant rests on me, hmm. and I'm the one who fulfills this covenant, not you. Wow. And that kind of uh, it kind of foreshadows our relationship with God when Jesus comes, mm-hmm. and and that's another foreshadowing of the Messiah in Genesis. Ironously read right over that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's another was, thing that we can read over pretty easily. It was also sealed with circumcision, which is another thing that's cut in two. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Anyways. I'm sorry. I had to do yeah, it. so some people will say that the circumcision was like a work for Abraham to earn, um, and, and that was his side of the covenant, but really that's more of a sign like baptism. Um, it's more of a sign saying, hey, I'm in covenant with God. It's not... Like you doing something to earn God's favor. Hmm. So after the Abrahamic covenant, you see where Abraham um, loses his faith and doesn't actually believe that God's going to fulfill his promise to make him a great nation because his wife is old, Hmm. uh, almost as old as Nick, and he doesn't believe that she can have kids. So he goes and gets his servant girl, Hagar, Hagar, pregnant. She was a pirate. Imagine the drama. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. What? We know. Hagar, come over here. I want to have a baby with you. Oh, my God. No? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Hagar has Ishmael. And Ishmael is the patriarch of Islam, which is what you were talking Ooh. about earlier. Ooh. There's Isaac, who was the, yeah. do- the daughter, who was the son born to Sarah, which is Abraham's actual wife and he's the father of the jewish religion Mm. and then there is ishmael who is the patriarch of the islamic religion there's a lot of connections um we can we can hit a uh a muslim episode i'd love to in the future yeah totally but not today so abraham and sarah or abram sarai abraham and sarah yeah Yeah, abraham and sarah couldn't have any kids because they were like super old 
and uh, they desperately wanted kids. And of course, Abraham was like, you made this covenant to me, God, and I still haven't had any kids. And and uh, finally, God. God promised him a, a child, but they were old. So Sarah's in a corner like laughing. It's like, how can I have a child at this old? I forgot how old they were. How old were they? I don't know. A hundred. A hundred? At least a hundred. Or Abraham was a hundred. Sarah was 75. Yeah, so there's like this weird place in scripture where like Sarah's laughing in a corner. Ha 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 ha. I'm going to be pregnant at a hundred. Yeah, and God's like, why why do you laugh? Why do you laugh? And then Abraham approaches her and she's like, I wasn't laughing. What are you talking about? See, that's again an unrepentant response. Mm. Um, So anyway... At 100 years old, don't quote me on that age, but they were pretty close to it. They now had a miraculous birth in chapter 21 of Isaac. Um, So then right after that, of course, they got their child and they're super happy about it. But now God turns around and says, Abraham, I want you to obey me. And I want you to go and sacrifice your son, Isaac. Um, and Abraham, in his obedience, says, all right, yeah, I mean, can you imagine that? Walk with your son? Just for a moment, just imagine walking. I don't know how far they went, but I'm sure it was far. Yeah, well, it's you don't like, have a son. I have two daughters, yeah. so even to sacrifice Mark, my do you have any sons? Uh, not yet. Father Abraham. That you know of. Had many sons? <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> so anyway, imagine that walk of shame. Like, hey, we're just uh, we're just walking. We got to go do something, mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, of course, um, God was testing Abraham's obedience and wanted to make sure that he had a heart of obedience, which he did. And God spared his son, and they sacrificed uh, an animal instead. Then Isaac grows up. He's married to Rebecca. Has a family. He has sons Jacob and Esau, uh, and that's from. Chapters 27 to 36 is mainly the story of Jacob. Uh, 27 is where Jacob steals Esau's blessing with the... <laughs> with the, the stew? With the soup. Right? No, no, the that's stew, actually right? in 25, I think. Um, where he steals Esau's blessing is where he puts the animal fur on his arm. Mm. So oh, that he would that's resemble right, Esau. that's right, yeah. 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 And his father was blind and touched him yeah, and was right. like, wait a minute. Yeah, he thought it was Esau, <laughs> so he blessed Jacob instead. Mm-hmm. Then he ran away in chapter 28, and he had a vision at Bethel. And one thing that I want to point out about the vision is its connection to John chapter 1, verses 51. I don't think a lot of people make this connection, but it, uh, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, and he talks about himself, and he talks about how heaven will open up and angels will ascend and descend on the Son of Man. And Jacob's dream at Bethel was of a ladder connecting earth to heaven with angels ascending and descending on it. Hmm. So basically the connection to John 1 is that Jesus is that ladder that connects mankind to God. Hmm. Next, um, in chapters 29 and 30, there's Jacob's discipline at Haran, um, which is his issues with Laban. Oh, his father-in-law? Yeah, Hmm. we all have those. (laughs) Not me. Yeah, that's true. So finally he met someone that can outdo him. With schemes. Yeah, that's right. That's your boy Laban. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. This is where he, like, grew up and matured. Yeah, so uh, this is you where... served him for, what, like, 23 seven, years or something? Yeah. Seven years seven, for, yeah. His, and for, then his, another, for his fake daughter. And then yeah, <laughs> his fake daughter. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so he married two of Laban's daughters. Um, the first one was not the one that he wanted to marry. And then he Leah married... Leah and... Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. That really made me connect with, with, uh, with Jacob. Uh, not you worked for seven years for the wrong. No, 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 not connect with, not, not connect. I used the wrong word, not connect. But that made me like say, wait a minute, he's a jerk. (laughs) Like literally, like I'm like, because I want this one because she's really beautiful, Uh, and I'm gonna work seven years for this one because I love her just based on her looks. Right. I was like, what is that about? Hey, there's uh, not much to pick from at that time. I guess that's true. I guess. And then he got like forced into her, forced into like her, <laughs> forced into marrying Leah, and he never really loved her. Yeah. I felt so bad for her. Yeah, yeah. And she you, was like, and she was like, maybe if I have this other kid, he'll love me. Maybe yeah. if I have his yeah. his twenty thousandth kid, he'll love me. Yeah, it is and a he, sad like, story. 
he never loved her. Yeah, it's sad. Like, what is that about? So, anyways, after that, he uh, he made an attempt to return to Bethel. He was scared of Esau. He was scared that Esau wanted to kill him, so he sent like gifts and stuff like that, and the rest of his family, which is kind of messed up, in <laughs> front of him. Uh, just in case Esau was on a murderous rampage. Mm. Um, but it turned out that Esau embraced him mm. with loving arms, was excited to see him, was graceful, was merciful, and that was that. Mm. Last is the story of Joseph, um, and that's chapters 37 through 50, and that's a pretty well-known story. Yeah, And that's basically just Joseph has the dream that makes his brothers jealous, Um Joseph is a good guy. That's kind of a messed up dream to tell your brothers, though, on the real. And real quick, he's Jacob's son, right? Yeah, Joseph is Jacob's son. Yeah. He's the second youngest. So I guess it depends how you look at the story, right? Right. You so know, like his father gives him a colorful coat, and then he's like, hey, guys, I have this beautiful coat. I want to yeah. tell you about my dream. Right, yeah. Or you can look at it like he was just telling him a dream. Yeah, like, you know, like Yeah, well, I don't know. I think a lot of people are quick to like jump on Joseph's side because he is a good guy, but at the same time, he's kind of a jerk. I don't yeah, know. I never yeah. saw it messed up. I never saw it that way. Well, I, I think Jacob's more of a jerk for picking favorites for like not loving his wife. <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> we're on a different story though. <laughs> you know what I mean, mean? That like, is messed up. like that's the first. But I didn't get like you know, like God put something on you. Yeah. Like he, like if you having this dream, that's like, like from God, like it's impactful. Mm. Like of course you're gonna tell the only person you're only people that you're with. No. Yeah, I guess so. Come on, man. You guess so? I mean, even, I don't know. Like, you were so excited to share, like, that ding moment where God made this name feel, make sense. Right. Imagine if he sent you, like, this. What if the dream was, hey, guys, I had a dream, and it was you guys like bowing revelation. to me. It was like a, no, it was like a. Yeah, you don't think that's something you could just keep to yourself, maybe? <laughs> well, if, what, not if, if he did. God. Wait a minute. So, if he did, maybe, maybe it wouldn't happen the way it had happened. God used that. That's true. To, to, uh, to make his plan go through it, you know that's how the book ends it's what you we're trying wait wait genesis genesis 50 20 uh esv as for you you meant evil against me but god meant it for good mm. Mm. that's solid stuff right there <laughs> that was good <laughs> give it up give, give it up for mark that was good good stuff <laughs> all right <laughs> just deserve one clap yeah <laughs> all right so yeah um so he got sent over to Egypt. He had some issues with Potiphar. Uh, we won't get into that because this is going on kind of long. Uh, and then eventually he ended up in prison. Mm. And then from prison, he interpreted a dream for Pharaoh. Pharaoh raises him up to be uh, the second most powerful person in all of Egypt. His family that sent him away to slavery then came to Egypt because there was a famine. Mm. And they came and bowed before Joseph and then Joseph said, come and live here with me. And that is where we see the Israelites first settling in Egypt, mm. which will take us to our next book. Which next, uh, never happened. <laughs> There's no proof. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's true. It's, you're right. So anyways, yeah. So what Satan and his brothers meant for evil, God used for good. good. And that is Genesis. Wow, Genesis is like kind of crazy. Yeah, there's a lot. There's too much stuff that happens. We tried to cover it as quickly as we could. Uh, there's a ton of content in Genesis, um, but that's just kind of an overview of creation, Abraham, and some of the major events in Genesis. All right, guys. Well, that was our outline of the book of Genesis. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you had that that ding moment hey. with us. Hit that thing, man. We hope you had that ding moment with us. We'll continue to bring you those ding moments throughout our future episodes. Our next episode is on Exodus. Um, we encourage you to also... No, it's not. Oh, that's on creation. Go into creation. It's on creation. <laughs> and then our following episodes on uh, on Exodus. Right. So we'll continue... We'll, we'll encourage you to open up your Bibles, not just take our words for it, but read your Bibles, open it up to Genesis and read through it. And this way, what we talk about will make complete sense to you. Anyway, hopefully, hit us up on social media. We're at Bible Dingers across all the board. Just give me the likes, don't pass and scroll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you know I hit that again? twice, baby. <laughs>
Oh. <laughs> oh, shout out to the guy who can't sing. Oh, he better never listen to this. That's supposed to be Sean Nepal. Hey, we, we paid him. Yeah, There's we no did. Nowhere near yeah, Sean Nepal. We paid the man. We paid for a drop that said, just give me the likes, don't pass and scroll uh, by this Jamaican guy that we could put at the end whenever we plug our social media yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it didn't work out. And this but, guy is just tone deaf, man. But let's uh, hit us up on Bible Dingers on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Interact with our blogs. Let us know how you feel about them. Interact with our memes. Um, and stay plugged. Stay plugged. Stay plugged. You're going to finish it with stay plugged? Stay, stay plugged. plugged in. <laughs> and stay up to date. Turn it up. Turn it up. Hold on. Let's jam a little bit. Jam them out. Bro.